Thank you for listening to the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, the best ways are to leave a five-star review and subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at lunchpailguys underscore. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. I'm your host, Aiden, here today with the usual crew. We got Lucas, we got Jared, we got Bart, we got Wyatt. Uh, there's plenty to talk about today, especially on the NBA front. But per usual, we're going to start out with some news we missed. Uh, the biggest news of the last week is that the conference finals are set. We've got in the East, the Celtics and the Heat. We've got in the West, the Mavs and the Warriors. You know, we all predicted these four being here, um, especially me. So <laughs> I've heard that some of us have, have takes on this matter. would like to, uh, to air out some of the others. I, I'm going to be merciful for the most part. Uh, <laughs> the satisfaction of that take being right of the Mavs beating the Suns and making it to the Western Conference Finals. I mean, who knows what's going to happen here in this series. I still do stand by, I think this was Luka's most like clearest path he's had. Doesn't mean it was easy. But it was the clearest path he had had, and now he's going up against another juggernaut. But we'll see what goes there. But there are there's stuff I do want to I do want to defend, and like just just get out there first. Like I was look I did some research timestamps here. Go back to the episode entitled Jokic, Doc, and Luca, and our overreactions to the NBA first round, something like that. Timestamp twenty two minutes sixteen. Aiden said the Mavs were the worst team left. <laughs> in in the playoffs and that's fine sure that's fine. that just helps lucas case that just helps his greatness it fuels part of his story Jared, it's part of his story i believe i believe you mentioned not in the group not on the podcast but in the group chat who you thought was the worst team remaining would you like to share that i thought it was the heat it's <laughs> <laughs> all right when that's that's fine when the Mavs go and play the heat then they'll win the title exactly um, yeah the title <laughs> <laughs> nba hot topics i think this was the next week Lucas said at 1620, check the timestamps. It's not good basketball to have Luca play on such a high usage rate. Fine. What does that say about Luca and his greatness though? That they just beat Still, the best team in the best team in the league in a seven game series. An underwhelming best team in the league. And he still doesn't want to Oh, oh my god. So, so, now they're gonna under okay, now they're gonna undercut. It's it. okay. the whole usage rate step that nobody with the, that high of a usage rate has ever won a, a championship. And I think But we'll here's the thing proven. though. Everyone forgets that it's not his fault. That he has to play with such a high usage rate because the Mavs have to play that way and he has to score that amount of points in order to for them to win. He's he scored I mean, as many points as the Suns. <laughs> what did you say, Bart? Uh, you don't know that. Yeah. What did you say, Bart? You don't, you don't know that. I, I said they're, they're not putting a gun to his head. <laughs> Jason Kidd runs a yeah. Oh my a tight god. Ship. Anyway. And then also, this game shows that Luka does know how to play quote-unquote good basketball, and it only looks good to play good basketball when your teammates actually score, which, to be fair, had an astronomical, like phenomenal performance by like Spencer Dinwiddie, Jalen Brunson as well. The Kings. Which, so he knows how to play good basketball. Either punish him for that <laughs> or give him credit when his team sucks and he's the only reason that they're winning. Did it's you just like, quote me verbatim? To, yes, I did. No, I literally listened back to that. It's either either he has a good supporting cast and he knows how to play good basketball or admit that he makes his cast better and Luka wins either way. It doesn't matter. And the, the other thing too, 1810 timestamp from another episode. 
um, <laughs> I believe it was the NBA hot. Yeah, it was the NBA hot topics as well. That his usage rate somehow degrades everything he's done, which makes no sense. It helps his case more than any other player in the league. By definition, he impacts the way his team performs more than any other player. So those wins, well, coupled with the high mm, usage rate, okay. means he is I mean, the most impactful player. Based on what metric? Win or loss. We've had this whole conversation. Yes, we don't need to rehash this. Jared Evans moment about yeah, Luca, okay. who's clearly right. carried by Spencer Dinwiddie, so it's fine. There you go. I mean, did Jokic have somebody put up 30 points in any of the games against the Warriors? I don't think so. Okay, I'm actually, name another I'm not game. Sure name that. another game in this series where someone put up 30 points. Name a game where the Nuggets held a team to 27 points and a half. Okay, well don't they, he didn't even need to do that. Luca literally scored. Luca literally scored the same amount of points as. The yeah, like, was, I don't care. That was. I think I we care. all agree it was the most pathetic. <laughs> one of the most pathetic performances I've ever witnessed in my life. I. Yeah, yeah, just going out with a whimper, like, watching yeah. meltdown. <laughs> I remember seeing, like, quotes from Devin Booker leading up to the game. Like, this was his first game seven. He was like, oh, I'm so hyped, so ready for this. <laughs> and then that's what happened. It's just, anyway, stunning. So <laughs> We know Luca's hyped for game sevens. He's averaging, like, 39 points a game in game sevens. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, you only mm-hmm. played two, I believe, but still. That still that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, so all I'm saying, though, is, like, take all those buzzwords out of it. It's... When you think of like show me show me greatness, I'm serious. Like Luca is the first person right now that comes to my mind in the NBA. It's also Steph and Giannis are there too, but I I, I am legitimately serious. Luca is the best player in the NBA right now. I, I don't think you, I don't think you can make an argument against that. It's Spicy. absolutely Giannis, and we can rehash. No, that it's not. Point, but it's absolutely Giannis. again. Giannis is sitting on the couch right now. Yeah, but how many rings does Luca have on his finger versus how many Giannis has? Given a Giannis month, Lucas, took the Celtics to seven without yeah. Chris Middleton. Yeah, well, Luca, does not Luca just matter. beat the Suns in seven, the best team yeah, in the league who, with who, nobody. Uh, okay, they have the best record, really the best, you know. Come on now. Celtics have been the best team since the new year anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows the NBA season starts on January 1st. Yeah. <laughs> See, now they're just going to undercut their heroes. Classic, yeah, classic. The, the stats start when I want them exactly to Exactly when I want them to. <laughs> it's, but, yeah. it's Giannis's world, the world just all living in it. Come on. Okay. Bart, are you standing? Yes. Do you stand every week? No. Okay. <laughs> like, I, just, I just noticed you stand, that you were standing. Uh, yeah, to be honest, I think <laughs> three times. For our like, listeners. Is he always that, just yeah. standing up? Yeah. Our listeners need a mental image, so yeah. it's... Uh, He's in his I'm tower position. Ready to yeah. Yeah. Case. Yeah. I'm actually yeah. sitting on a very tall stool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, as if we haven't gotten in enough on the Suns, we're going to talk about Patrick Beverly's quotes uh, this morning from, what, First Take or Get Up or something, where he was talking yeah. about Chris Paul and said that he can't guard anybody. And then this quote, which I'm probably not going to make it through without laughing. <laughs> you knew... <laughs> You know what you do with cones in the summertime? You get a cone, you make a move. Talking about like basketball drills. Uh-huh. What does the cone do? Nothing. Chris Paul is a cone. Everyone knows that. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> and this is the first time I've heard that. That's incredible. I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy slander for really someone is. who had a lot of clout like coming this year. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Pat Bev and Chris Paul have the same number of rings, so and that's how we measure good players on this podcast. And just given where the, the, the Wolves' so. trajectory, Lucas, you know? that's literally what you just used. Giannis, are you kidding me right now? I know. <laughs> the inconsistency is crazy. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. And 
Wolves will have a better record than the Suns next season. Book it. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Oh. That I would down. put that, I mean, too. That Completely arbitrarily, but why not? Okay. I don't People think I've had a book fast. it in, like, several yeah. months. Uh, we, don't, we haven't had a book it on this episode in, like, 20 episodes, I think. It's been a really That's long true. time. Hey, Bart's standing now, so who knows what I'm <laughs> The blood just flowed, like, rushing to I his like head, seven and he's just having seven. new. <laughs> it, yeah, moving on. To, no, it's just super funny that Patrick Beverly, who got eliminated in the first round of the playoffs, <laughs> has just has the audacity to talk so much trash. The Timberwolves were 0-3 against the Suns this year. <laughs> Chris Paul averaged 21 points, 11 assists, and 6.5 and rebounds against the Timberwolves this season. It, he these are so far out of left field. I've never seen a team absolutely crumble more than the Timberwolves mm-hmm. did in the playoffs. And then just get up on TV four o'clock in the morning and talk about something like they actually accomplished <laughs> anything at any point in their entire NBA career ever. Relative to expectations, though, the Wolves did more this year. I'll say that. And then expectations mm-hmm. are key. That franchise has not won a single thing. Neither of the <laughs> Suns, mean, to be fair. Listen, Pat, Pat Bev is not representative. He is like notoriously cocky. He he's the guy who said Steph Curry's you know, yeah. the next five years are mine or whatever. I think you have, you have to take anything he says with like five grains. No, of absolutely. Just, this was disrespectful, yes. and I don't expect him to be a man of respect. But this was disrespectful. I'm gonna be honest. I kind of like Pat Bev. Like, there's, he's just such a clown. No, like, I don't like, it's him. like <laughs> it's like he's like a caricature, and it's fun, you know. <laughs> okay, well, plenty more NBA talk later. But moving on to some MLB news we missed. We got two no hitters. Or okay, one, one no hitter. One no hitter. One no hitter in quotes. Um, Reed Detmers from the Angels threw a no hitter in a 12 nothing win. That was an actually real no hitter. And then in the super fun news of the week, the Reds allowed no hits against the Pirates, but still managed to lose one nothing. And what does not count as a no hitter because they only pitched eight innings because mm-hmm. they lost anyway. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. That's also, Reds Pirates games. Honestly, if if you went to a Reds Pirates game, you're probably expecting the most trash baseball you'd ever seen, and that that probably would have I been an the entertaining Pirates game decent. to watch. Yeah. Or did I or make the that? Was that decent? like four years ago? They're like roughly five hundred. This oh, year. better than I expected. Okay. Shout out. Are those tickets free? Yeah. The tickets are exactly. free. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 15 and 19. I don't know if that's roughly 500. Anyway. I, I actually <laughs> remember, Bart, there. one time the Wolves, it was really cold in Minnesota, oh, no. and they were giving away free tickets for people to come <laughs> into the stadium because of heating. Like to get heating. Uh, Do you remember uh, that? That's, I don't. They're doing a public service, so good oh, yeah. for the Wolves. That Beautiful. makes them even yeah. better in my mind. Offset by that was Pat Bev's idea, Wolves, I heard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah probably. Minnesota is cold in the winter. Some of us have lived there. <laughs> Jared, you, you know, it's worth it. Okay. I wasn't knocking Minnesota. <laughs> Jared said that Minnesota isn't cold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he, he did. <laughs> and finally, some soccer news. Uh, we got the FA Cup, which we were all watching at whatever time it happened this week. 11.45 um, a.m. Yeah. You could have been out oh, okay. for it. Oh, totally, yeah. That's a fair, <laughs> fair point. And Liverpool beat Chelsea. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So, who is in the lead in the actual Premier League? Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Um, they've played one more game than Liverpool, and they're up by four points. So what needs to happen is Liverpool needs to win their last two games, and Manchester City needs to either lose or draw in their last game. Otherwise, Manchester City wins. Okay. So, 
very interesting. Tense. Yeah, yeah we'll see what happens. Um, but anyway, moving into our first topic, we're going to talk about the Sixers, um, and in particular, one non-MVP, Joel Embiid, who in his <laughs> post-game interview following their Game 6 loss, covered a variety of topics, including how the team needs to get better from 1 through 15, how they lack tough guys like P.J. Tucker. Um, he talked about how he missed Jimmy Butler and being teammates with Jimmy Butler and how James Harden was no longer Houston James Harden. Lucas, what are your thoughts on that that interview? Yeah, I mean, I think his assessment of things was largely correct. And I'll go through each of the four statements you know that you mentioned. First, did the Sixers need to get better 1 through 15? Absolutely. The team did not have the depth it needed to this season. Um or in the series against the Heat to compete for the title. I think going into next year, you have to keep Embiid. You have to keep Maxi. Keep, maybe Shake Milton as a good bench piece. But after that, I think pretty much anybody else can go. I'll, I'll save some hard to talk for a second because I think he's a more interesting case. But I think pretty much anybody else on the team can go. Harris showed flashes, but he struggles in big moments. Most of the bench is slow and can't shoot and can't contribute. They can all go if they need to. Would love to have Danny Green back. But he tore his ACL in the last game, so that is probably not a realistic possibility. Um, and it just looks like Daryl Morey did a really bad job of assembling the roster uh, this year. Um, and I think that's a lot of because a lot because he hyperfixated on Harden. Which, speaking of which, uh, James Harden uh, was also mentioned as not being the old James Harden, the Houston James Harden, as Embiid said. Um, and I think Embiid nailed that one too. Um, I think he is absolutely not the old James Harden, and you can't expect him to be. And I didn't neglect to talk about him earlier um, in the previous section about what they should do next year, but I think I'm not, I'm still of the opinion that they shouldn't let him walk, but I don't think they should sign him to a Supermax either. Like, he just needs to settle into a role as a playmaker, because he is still one of the best distributors and passers in the league. And I think if he can take a back seat and the Sixers can sign somebody who can take the scoring load off of him, then he's fine. But I think that's the only scenario in which I'm comfortable keeping Harden in. Uh, tough guys, correct too. The Sixers have like no dogs on that team. Everybody's like nice. Like the closest thing they have is B-Ball Paul, Paul Reed, the backup center. Um, <laughs> and he's not very good. Like you can't have the only guy who's like tough and physical on your team be your backup center. Like it just you, doesn't set the tone for good things. And speaking of guys that are tough and physical and set the tone for teams, Jimmy Butler. I mean, I think it's so obvious at this point that they should have kept him over Simmons and Harris. Him and Embiid are friends. He is the missing piece for what the Sixers need in that sort of like disruptor, but also who can score. Um, and Jimmy Butler recognized this himself as he was walking off the court after game six. He's like, I don't remember the exact quote, but he's like, they chose Tobias Harris over me. As he, and he, like, shouted that out as he left the court. And, like, he's right. He's absolutely right. Like, I, it's just all-around bad look for the Sixers. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think Embiid is blameless in this, and I think we'll get to this later in the discussion, but I think his assessment of the team was largely correct uh, in what he said in the post-game conference. So, so do you think um, Embiid is not a tough player? I think he doesn't have enough dog in him. I think he's, like, tough in the fact that he'll battle through. But he just can't take over games. And throughout his career, he's never been able to, like, take over games when it is needed against good teams. Mm -hmm. He's an excellent regular season player. He played so well this year. I think 
we can talk about the M- we've talked about the MVP enough. I think he would have been a deserving MVP. Did he deserve it over Jokic? I don't know, but would he have been a deserving MVP if he were chosen? I think absolutely yes. But his playoff career has been pretty lackluster for the most part, I think. And okay. you know, he's still, like I respect what he did in playing through like three separate injuries and like so the team would not have been in the. I think there's a difference between being tough and being like a dog who can like take over the game. Okay. Like I don't if that Fair makes sense. Like I, Fair distinction. Yeah. So and I think I, that's I say the, he's definitely tough, but yeah, you're you're right that maybe he's not. He doesn't have that dog mentality. Yeah, I think so because I think it shows. Like he's still, I think there's still some a little bit of immaturity in his game. He complains at the refs a lot, and then will not get back on defense, and teams will score easy points in the paint because he's not back on defense. He'll still throw really errant passes, like at least two or three times a game, that'll lead to easy turnovers. Um, and he seems to lose confidence at times. And I think that's the biggest, biggest issue in the playoffs. And I think this year was a little bit of an exception because he was had a broken face and a broken thumb. Um, but I like if he doesn't if he's a game or two in the playoffs where it's not all hitting, like you'll see him sort of like shrink back in the game. And instead of like posting up like he can do really well, he'll settle for a lot of mid ranges, which he's also decent at. But like he's most dominant when he can like dominate in the paint and then it opens up his mid-range and I think in the playoffs you saw after the first few games and maybe again it was because he had got in the heat series at least maybe it was because he got hit in the face and was scared of like going down in the paint and all the physicality but he just settled for mid-range jumpers so often and like that can never be him when he's at his best and I think part of it is he seems to lose confidence every year in the playoffs and doing what he does best I love him to death, but yeah. I, mean, he, I don't. I don't know if at this point he could be the best player on championship team as it currently stands. I don't know though. Like you've obviously seen a lot more Sixers basketball, but you always talk about the 2019 series against the Raptors, where obviously they took mm-hmm. a bad balance and lost. He would have been the best player on that team, right? And that seemed like a championship capable team at least. So they didn't do it. So yeah. <laughs> But I don't know. I think, okay, maybe I'll rephrase. Maybe he can't. He can be the best player on a championship team, but he can't carry a team to a championship. Like, I don't think he could ever do a Giannis and carry a team kicking and screaming to a championship. Luka. But yeah, Luca, yes, <laughs> yeah. So I'll rephrase it. I think he could be the best player on a championship team. I don't think he could drag a team to a championship um, in the way that a Giannis or a Luca, even though Luca has yet to do it, and I will make Jared well aware of that, uh, could do. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I say it all the time. I think the 2019 Sixers would have won the title if not for that, the Kawhi bounce. Um, but they also had Jimmy Butler on that team, who I think yeah. was the dog that could, like, take over the game that they needed on the team. They had an elite shooter in J.J. Redick. Tobias Harris was the fifth best player in the starting five, maybe fourth or fifth best player, um, with Ben Simmons, uh, Embiid, Redick, um, and Jimmy Butler, and he performed that role really well. And Ben Simmons didn't have to score because Jimmy Butler was there, so he could just play defense and pass, which is what he's best at. So, like, that team was so perfectly well-balanced that, like, yes, I think they could have won a title, and yes, Embiid would have been the best player, but it's because it was so well-rounded of a team, not because, like, Embiid was putting them on their backs to win. It is an absolutely stacked team. Yeah. How can the how can the Sixers get back there? What should the Sixers do this offseason? Um, I don't know. They can't get back there. <laughs> That's my take. I mean, I like uh, I alluded to it. I guess like I think you build around Embiid and Maxi, and I think Harris can probably go. Though I don't know who's going to take that contract. Um, and just try and fill it with scores and people who can pass. 
because really all the scoring this year was basically on Embiid and sometimes Maxi, and they were a pretty awful passing team. And even when Harden got there, like he was the only guy who was like a good distributor. So I don't know. We'll see. I don't even know who those guys are, but if the Heat can fill the roster with undrafted guys and make it to the conference finals, the Sixers could presumably do the same. Uh, he'd have Spolstra. Yeah, that's oh. a great point. <laughs> Doc, Doc Rivers concerns me yeah. at this point. Would you have fired you know, Doc Bart? Well, the problem is he's like they they have a bad contract with him, and so like as far as I could tell when I was reading about this, anyways, like if they want to get rid of him, they're gonna have to pay him anyway. If they want to ship him off somewhere else or just cut him, cut a coach, if you can say that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it seems unlikely. Because like I, I'm guessing that they would say like, okay, if we're gonna have to pay him anyway, then like we're not gonna be able to do that much better with an alternative. Keep an eye on it though, because so many people are rumoring he'll go to the Lakers this year if he can. Doc Rivers, I mean, so maybe. Wow. But yeah, I'm not. I feel like we've talked about him a little bit before. I'm not really sold on him as being one of the great coaches. You know, like the NBA released their like top, was it top 15 coaches of all time or whatever? I think so. Yeah. And he was on there. Super sketchy to me. I don't think he he deserves it. So yeah, I'm not I'm not super impressed with what he's done with the Sixers roster that I feel like is is quite talented. And then his comments about how they weren't expected to be anywhere. That's so that's such a like bad look for a coach to say. I think. Yeah. You were absolutely expected to be contending this year. <laughs> yeah. And anybody who says otherwise is just wrong. Like like there, nobody going into this year was like yeah, the Sixers, you know maybe a playoff appearance. You know like that's their ceiling. like. Nobody was thinking that or at all, so I don't know. It's frustrating. Yeah, and then you trade for James Harden mid-season, and that's not the the move of a team that's not expecting to contend. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, we will see what the Sixers do this offseason. Moving on to a team that has fared a bit better with an ex-Sixer. We've got the Heat, who are moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals. For the second time in three years, Jimmy Butler has led them there. Wyatt. Is Jimmy Butler underrated? Yeah, absolutely. He's not a flashy player. <clears throat> he doesn't shoot half-court threes. He doesn't put together flashy dribble packages. You're not going to see a lot of Jimmy Butler on ESPN's top 10. But all of that, <clears throat> everything that he lacks there, he makes up for in his intangibles. Not only is Jimmy Butler underrated, <clears throat> he's the best playoff performer left in the playoffs. He's the best remaining defender in the playoffs. He is by far the best remaining leader in the playoffs. And outside of Luka, he is the most clutch player in the playoffs. In his career, the three biggest losses uh, for Jimmy has been to the Toronto Raptors while he was on the 76ers, LeBron James in the NBA Finals, and Giannis last year. All three of those teams went on to win a championship in their respective years. Uh, in the finals, when he lost to the Lakers, we all remember that famous picture of him hunched over, exhausted, mm-hmm. out of breath. He averaged 26 points, 9 assists, almost 10 assists, 9.8 assists, and 8.3 rebounds a game. And then during this year's playoff run, we have seen a dramatic uptick from points, rebounds, steals, his field goal percentage, and his three-point percentage. <clears throat> Jimmy Butler lives for these moments. We've always known that he's an ultimate competitor. Lucas cries every night to the picture of <laughs> Jimmy Butler in a 76ers uniform before he goes to bed. 
I do. <laughs> we who cares about any of the numbers? Because you can just sum it up with this: He's got that dog in him. He does. Jimmy Butler's got that dog. He's playing. I can turn on the TV and watch Jimmy Butler playing. Uh, not <laughs> yeah, you can. Uh-huh. No, <laughs> no, I mean, like, get, even. No, I'm just joking. I looked at I looked at the stats over the last five years for Jimmy Butler. Um, over the last five years in the regular season, he averages twenty, roughly twenty points a game, six rebounds, five assists. In the playoffs, he averages like twenty-two points, seven rebounds, six assists. Like his numbers get better, like the more pressure there is too. It's crazy. So sh- is there maybe a problem with him coasting in the regular season? I'm also totally <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a LeBron kind of thing to do. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, your best players should be coasting in the regular season. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I mean, Giannis and the Bucks have, have coasted in the regular season plenty of times. There's a famous year where I think he won the MVP that year. Giannis was playing like 30 minutes a game, and they had 60 wins that season. So. Yeah, just Jimmy Butler constantly gets up for the big moments. I mean, we all we all remember or can think of a couple of big shots that Jimmy Butler has hit. And I think the biggest problem with Jimmy Butler as far as the way we rank him, he blends in so well with the Miami Heat, it's like he's not even there. It's like he does not stick out like a sore thumb, at least, I mean, maybe not from a talent perspective as well, but just from like a visual perspective. He's a leader, but he doesn't, do anything too crazy that outside of Miami Heat culture that it would be so obvious to recognize. And I think that that, like, he just, he is so ingrained in that team. He is such a perfect fit for what Miami has always done as far as being a tough, gritty team. You just kind of lose track of him. And then eventually now here we wake up and he's on the Eastern Conference Finals again. And, you know, they have one of the better records in the Eastern Conference again. Yeah. Yeah, because he's not putting up. Yeah, like during the regular season, he's not the one putting up thirty or forty points in the night, or like you know making ESPN headlines. I feel like, and so he's not as sexy from that perspective. Doesn't get as much attention, and then they always successful in the playoffs. So, is he a superstar? Yeah, Uh, I think you have to put him. You have to put him in there. Based on the playoff numbers alone, maybe, but still. How many superstars are there in the yeah. league, though? In your in your opinion, though? I don't know. He doesn't yeah. have like the gravitas to me to be a superstar. Like I even if, like I, I wrote on my on my notes. I think he's like top three to five players I'd want on my team, but I don't think he, like like I think you just have to be like a world beating every single game, and he doesn't do that to be a superstar. But I don't know. Like, I think even if he's not a superstar, he's one of, like, the three guys I'd want most on my team if I were in the NBA. I mean, would you count Embiid as a superstar? Because he's also not world-beating every game. I feel like he's I don't, there. I don't, I don't think Embiid's a superstar. I don't know. There's something that just, like, comes with, like, the idea of, like, a, like, LeBron is a superstar and Steph is a superstar. And, like, I would even put Luka closer to that category of being a superstar. Closer like, I think to super- the category? He's in the category. I, he's in the category. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I think there's something different between being like an elite player and being a superstar. And I think Jimmy Butler is an elite player, but not a superstar. I think Jokic is an elite player, but not a superstar. Like, I think it's just like different. I don't know. So superstar is more like popularity for you that rather than like on-court performance. No, no, I'm, that's not, that's like not meant to be like. Just something, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think it's the, it's the intersection of the two. 
Like, I think you can be an elite player but not a superstar, but I don't think you can be a superstar without being an elite player. He's in that, uh, isn't he in that Michelob Ultra commercial? It's some beer <laughs> yeah, commercial where he's dancing on a plane. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if if one beer commercial is all it takes, then you know. <laughs> I feel like if superstar. you play in Miami and you're the best player on your team, you're a superstar, and you're the number one seed in the East. But I don't. Know. I don't think he's clearly the best player. Or is he not? I think on he kind of blends in there. I, like I think as someone else mentioned, I think Bam and Tyler Hero and him are like they're a team. It's not like Luca or like Embiid. Okay, I thought that same thing, Aiden. I had this this misconception. I'm going to call it a misconception about the Heat coming to the playoffs. But like, I, looking at the numbers, he literally he leads them in points, he leads them in assists, he leads them in steals. He's tied with Bam for most blocks, and he's point point one beneath Bam in rebounds per game. So he kind of like he kind of is that guy for the Heat that does literally everything. It's it's nuts. It's just like we were saying though. Like his numbers weren't this in the regular season, but in the postseason, he he actually has been super super impactful for them. In every facet. Yeah. I'm just saying there's just like a certain like essence of that somebody has to have to be a superstar. And I don't think he has it. I think I, he like, has I, it. I think, he I think he's it. got the swagger for it for sure. Absolutely. I don't even think it's about swagger. I don't know. I can't, <laughs> I can't define what I'm talking about. Bad. Would you put him on the same pedestal as like LeBron and Steph? I wouldn't. Like consider okay, that well, question, you know. Maybe but, that's that's right. Right. Oh, but there are tiers to superstars even. Yeah, that's like generational, maybe. I think that there's, you know, let's let's what let's put the number on it. Let's say twelve superstars in the league, right? And within that twelve, there's probably three, maybe four tiers of superstars. Where Steph and LeBron and Giannis are the like some of the greatest players to ever play the game, and then everybody else kind of fits in underneath that as like can be the best player on a team that can win a championship. I and I say Jimmy Butler fits into that. Superstars on average are like only twenty points a game too. Yeah. I'll stand behind that yeah, as well. Yeah, but you're like... going to give Harden a max contract last week. So <laughs> <laughs> I would have given Houston James Harden a max contract last no, week. But we have not seen we... Houston James Harden in three years. No, we saw him. Yeah, averaging... <laughs> We saw him a week ago in Game Five. I was game four. I was riding that high. He had one thirty-point game, and that was yeah. I was riding that high. He better call you by the time that they negotiate. (laughs) Non superstars get max contracts, though. I'm like, there are plenty of examples of that. Like DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, but they're not good contracts. They're bad contracts. DeAndre Ayton, you can give him a max in the hope that he becomes a superstar, even if all of the evidence is against him. Would you say the Suns have a superstar? I would mm, say no. Mm. You don't think Chris Paul's a superstar? I mean, I no. Yes, are you I, kidding? I think Chris Paul is a superstar. Yeah. I'm not. What? How's he not? Some, maybe, okay, maybe let's, let's, all right, let's do this. Let's just clear. Name the name the the twelve superstars in the league. You can name twelve. 12. <laughs> okay, the name all the superstars like, in, in Giannis, the league. You think there's Embiid, only four? Steph, Luca. I'm gonna Embiid, say Jokic, okay. LeBron, is, KD. Jason Tatum. I think and Embiid and Jokic and Embiid and Jokic are superstars for you, but Jimmy Butler isn't. That I yes. I think is interesting. I think there are five Dude, superstars. Yeah, there are five superstars. It's Steph, LeBron, Giannis, KD, and Luca. I think. Kawhi went healthy, mm. but yeah, I would agree. That's with a good that. point. Not yeah, Kawhi. I mean, if he's played like a superstar in the playoffs, but I agree with you, Aiden, that he. 
the regular season numbers I think of 20, 20 a game is, is not In the great. playoffs is what makes him a superstar. He is one of the Fair. best playoff but, performers in the league right now. Yeah, but, uh, so so great that he's never won a title. Like again, oh, yeah. come, on. come on! What is what is <laughs> up no, with you? No, Jared, that's, right your oh, that's, that's your whole argument. That's your whole argument. I can never watch Jimmy Butler on TV hoisting Larry O'Brien trophy. But no, also, you can man. watch him on TV. He plays tomorrow. Also, looking <laughs> yeah, at his stats, I mean, like yeah, looking at Jimmy Butler's down. playoff stats, this year he's been absolutely outrageous. Like, that is totally true. He's averaging no, 28 it, a game. Last yeah. year he averaged 14 a game. The year before it was 22. <laughs> then it was 2016. The year before it. Like, a lot of those are pretty normal, pretty in line with his season performances. So, but yes, he's been numbers. crazy this playoffs. But He's fluctuated, but he, you know he's a star. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. You could, you could argue his inconsistency is a reason why he's not a superstar. I don't know. I would argue but, that, but <laughs> okay. I don't know. Is Devin Booker closer to being superstar than yep. Jimmy Butler? Oh, that's ludicrous. Uh, is Trey Young? <laughs> I thought you were going to say Chris Paul. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he's more than Chris Paul, but not more than Jimmy. I agree. Yeah. Is Trey Young closer to being a superstar than Jimmy Butler? Yes. I li- those are all no, the wait, ones I have on my list, well. Wyatt. I had, the, I had Jimmy, I had Ja, Jimmy, Devin Booker, Trey as the ones outside looking at. Um, I so. think Ja's a superstar as well. I think he's close. Not when he's not even, doesn't even help his team win. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Stay tuned later this week yeah. for when we debate Ja. Jimmy's in the club. If Jimmy Butler wins a title this year, those who do not believe that Jimmy Butler's a superstar... Um, is he a superstar? No. What? So there's nothing, <laughs> there is nothing there's, he can yeah, do. There's nothing he can do. Yeah, we, are, guys, we have it, already determined, it is already a predetermined notion that Jimmy Butler will never be a superstar. I mean, if he starts averaging 30 a game. That's the number? <laughs> 30 one, a game? He's okay, 28 20, a game. He, or in, he's the playoff, in the playoffs? In, w- in one playoffs. In one, yeah. in one period of the playoffs where he didn't <laughs> this play year's playoffs. one of this. Yeah, <laughs> He's averaging 28 points per game. It's only the first two rounds. Oh, my. So many qualifiers on this. Series. So many qualifiers. It <laughs> is a predetermined <laughs> notion now that he will never be a superstar. In no, I'm eyes. not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm you're just saying, saying that you're basing it off of what? He's played in like nine games in the playoffs so far. Somebody's a superstar based <laughs> off of nine games. It's not. He's not a rookie. I mean, he's he's had a ton of success. In the league across the board, as far in, as far as being the best player on a team with one of the best records in the NBA in two years while being on the Miami Heat, he went to the finals with Miami Heat, and he's playing at an all-time level this year. I feel like that that gives that. him enough credit. I'm saying I'm not saying any of that is like he should be cut down. I'm still saying he's one of like the three top three guys I would want on my team. I don't think he's a superstar. I think superstar is more than just what. We're, you're defining it as you guys care about the regular season way too much. That's all I'm saying. If you don't think you care about this one postseason way too is much, is there his <laughs> yes. I don't. Think I just said it's not just one postseason. Jordan Poole is super. I like. I, I Jordan Poole is a star. Some of these things are a bit reactionary. Anyway, <laughs> LeBron, KD, Giannis, Steph, Tier One. I would say Giannis. LeBron's probably not Tier One anymore, but let's say that. Um, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, Nikola Jokic, Chris Paul, tier two. Chris what? Paul. <laughs> if you trade the out a beat for Chris Paul, maybe. Like I don't know. <laughs> no Luca. What? What the heck? Uh, uh, oh yeah, Luca. Yeah, sorry, Luca. Luca. No Jaw, <laughs> tier two. 
Jaw and Dame Lillard as well. I'll put it there because I'm. I keep. Do you guys think Dame is, is a star or not? Star super, not super superstar. Star. He was. He was wow. a superstar. Thank you, Aiden. Yeah. He was. Yeah, not anymore. He's up. Oh well, yeah, he wasn't this team. year. But like, I don't think he. Yeah, anymore. last yeah. year. Yeah. Two I think you also have to be on a good team to be a superstar too. I'll say. Dame that. could put. The well, it doesn't matter for Jimmy Butler. He really apparently. could. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you're averaging 16 points in a playoff or 14 points in a playoff series like you did last year, why can't I just select on that sample size? You oh know, like if, if we're just arbitrarily <laughs> picking periods of time to look at. Best record in the East. Yeah, but I mean, like there were four teams within four games of them, so. Okay. So I don't know. They were the best record in the East. You can't take that away. No, I can't. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> One year, I, we're selecting on small sample sizes, but it's fine. You just right, well, kicked. You, watch you out just kicked. Talk of, about John Morant then. One next, year, you just kicked Dame out of this club superstar because he wasn't a superstar this year. I think that's reasonable at a certain point. Like, I feel like that's the trajectory. It's not like Dame's going to go back to being a superstar. Do you see that happening? I don't. Yeah. I, I feel agree. like once you leave it, generally you're you're gone to some degree. <clears throat> I'm sure there are exceptions, but look here. I think. Chris Paul is the only person I can believe will not be a superstar next year out of the people that I named. Given given his collapse after his 37th birthday. <laughs> literally the day of his 37th birthday was the beginning of the end for Chris Paul. And I think going forward if he if he struggles, you know, in long stretches, I can see that we can knock him out of club superstar there. But Dame, I don't think so. I think that He's better than that. He's got he's got too much dog. <laughs> Dame definitely has dog. Yes, he does. That. Yeah. I agree. Bring him to the Sixers. Let's go. I would love that. Yeah, he chokes enough in Portland. <laughs> he doesn't choke. He's super. No, he clutch. doesn't. But but I mean, <laughs> Portland does. He loses enough in Portland. He doesn't yeah. need to move to another city just to lose. True, but I can't watch him on my TV right now. So you know, what does that really say about Dame? <laughs> Knocks him down a bit. <laughs> He's on some infomercials yeah. probably locally. But. <laughs> okay. Well, for those of us that don't live in the Port- Portland metro area. <laughs> so <laughs> he's on, he's on a, a couple Hulu commercials as well. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, true. So yeah. if Long we see Jimmy Lamella, Butler yeah. in, say, so yeah, Jimmy Butler has to be in an AT&T commercial, a State Farm <laughs> commercial, or a Hulu commercial before he can be a club superstar. superstar. Yeah. <laughs> Jokic He's going to replace Chris Paul. Jokic Chris Paul is, and James Harden are being yeah. replaced by Jimmy Butler. <laughs> well, on that note, um, you know, there's no better, better way to end an episode than talking about marketing. Uh, so we'll wrap it up right there. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for tuning in every week. If you want to help us out, the best things you can do, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, wherever you get your, po- your podcasts. Rate us five stars because you know we deserve it and keep listening in. So thanks and we'll see you later this week.